Welcome to the Edge of Your Soul podcast. Where we spend 30 minutes in the dark place, laughing at the shit that pushes us to the edge of the abyss. Your hosts are... Britt. And Danny, the two evil actors. I'm her evil twin. No, actually, I'm your evil twin. I think we're both the evil twin. So, without further ado, to the edge! Which passage has the secret? <laughs> it's the secret to not ending well. <laughs> this is not a podcast about climate change. <laughs> but, it <is. laughs> but it is. Um, I feel like this is weirdly romantic. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening in today, <laughs> we've moved locations recording. We're in a new closet. And it's so much cozier oh it's so it's sweet. so much more dimly lit <laughs> we're sitting very close together Your so knees close touching my knees our knees are touching it's very romantic yeah i feel like glamorous. we're at a yeah we're like at a tiny a table in a fancy french restaurant you know what i i was gonna ask you if you had wine but i forgot because i really want some but uh, i'm just gonna have some when i get home but oh, anyway i was gonna say if I'm, there was wine here it'd be like the world's smallest little table like uh, a date the world's smallest date <laughs> What is the biggest audio? Well, that was a citizen of the world accent. That was not that started French, and that was something else. I it like went through Australia. That's what happens when I mess up an accent. It always somehow goes through Australian, but I can't do an Australian accent. Dude, I'm the it's same. So I can't do it. Funny. That is the citizen of the world accent that I am famous for because I'm what so good. What are you doing? At it. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Oh, hey. That was because I wasn't. Tr- <laughs> If anyone needs citizen of the world accent coaching, please hit me up. You can email at it. Yeah. Email us at two black. She at charges the low low price of only three hundred dollars an hour. It's a steal. <laughs> it's a absolutely. Steal. Why was I talking about this? Um, oh, just that it's so romantic in it's here. So and romantic. Next time we'll yeah. have wine yeah. in here to complete the whole. To complete the vibe. the vibe, the wine vibe. Indeed. Imagine a checkered tablecloth. We could make that happen. <laughs> we could. We might even have room for a little tiny candle in here. A tiny make it, candle. Make it brighter. It would make it brighter. That's here. true. But I'm worried it would like eat up all the oxygen <laughs> and then we would die. <laughs> I don't know. I was say, a lot about the podcast exists, but it's like no, unless this is streaming live. God, it'd be such a waste. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't do that. Well, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But anyway. Wow, already off to a good rambly start. Yeah. I like it. We're already killing it. Welcome. I forgot to set the timer. Okay, I'm going to set it. If anyone wants to know why we can always keep this around 30 minutes, it's not because (laughs) of our incredible willpower and self-control and time management. It's because of my timer on my phone. Yep. So, okay, now we're all set. Now we're all set. We're ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How was your week, Britt? (laughs) Stressful. But that's okay. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of all of it. Of all of but it. But I will tell you my edge of the soul, m- edge Please of my do. soul moment that I actually had today, which was kind of like, oh, in, in under the wire. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I mean, it's not like I'm in want of things to talk about. It's just like, what is the most appropriate thing to talk about on the yes. podcast? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay, m- the edge of my soul moment I had driving today, as most of them are while I'm driving <laughs> while driving yeah it's prime edge of your soul territory it is so 
what I realized was every day I spend two to five hours driving a day. I realized this like in a very concrete way today. And I, when I realized this, I went through like a whole like Cosmos worth of like (laughs) experiences in myself. I'm like, I'm wasting 14 to 35 hours a week driving that I'm just I'm dying at the wheel literally it was hard not to spiral from that thought and what's funny is like this is not anything new it was just an epiphany I had driving because I guess like my higher self was just like I think you need to know this now and I'm like no not now so I like had this large journey within myself about how depressing that is and how much of a waste that is and uh, I don't know. That's kind of the moment. I'm still thinking about it. That's a lot of time. That's a That's lot like of time. As much as some people sleep a night if they're yeah. really good with not getting a lot of sleep. What is it that you feel is wasted about that time? Like, what would you rather be doing with that time? Creating. 100%. Yeah. Because I think the biggest reason why I get depressed mm-hmm. is that I'm not creating enough. Like, that's literally what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I'm not doing it. Because I'm spending it all driving from job to job to make money Uh, And it's being wasted and I get home and I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm exhausted because those hours, those two to five hours spent driving, that's not billable time. Yeah. Billable time is outside of those and in between those. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if anyone wants to know why I work 12 hour days, it's because of shit like that. Because you got to drive around (sighs) for four hours. So that was it. That's wow. the moment. Wow. That was the one. Short, sweet, and like a gut punch, though. That's, gut that's pu- a big one. Ah, oh, that's the best way to describe it. It was such a gut punch. Because it was also like, oh, Harris, can't you see? This isn't new. This has been years now. Why is this so impactful to you right now, you silly goose you stupid la bitch i was about to say that and i'm like be nice brit and i'm like no but that's true <laughs> stupid la bitch stupid driving LA your bitch car around everywhere way of saying it though it is tr- it's a t- it's a term of endearment within our friend group it for is sure true. it is true Ugh, but yeah so there it is wow 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 so so what do you do when you're in the car do you listen I to podcasts zone out you just like in- enjoy silence I don't know if enjoy is the right word. I think it's just like <laughs> I just zone out. But that that's the thing that I realized today is I'm it's empty time. When mm. I have energy, I'll use it constructively and make like business calls or catch up with friends who don't live here, something like that. And that's mm-hmm, all well and good. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if I'm completely honest, I usually don't have that energy to be like, I'm in the car now. I don't want to check more things off the list. I need to just Yeah exist and I'll, yeah. I will listen to podcasts and things I mean sure, but it's, doing one activity ugh. at a time is enough especially when that activity involves something as dangerous as driving well that's another thing is it's like that's a responsibility I don't take lightly we're driving death machines around everywhere yeah we do need to be yeah aware of what we're doing but also we can't pretend that every time you get up behind the wheel of a car it's not autopilot because it absolutely is yeah it's it's a very bizarre thing it's like almost this automatic it's so weird. Thing we do. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Well. Well. Um, <clears throat> I, I would say, had that been my edge of your soul moment, I would have, I would have, like, I think because for me it would also be the gasoline. It would also just be yes. the, the burning of the well, gasoline. Well, that's. I was going to say that next, but I 
went within myself for a moment. Yeah, yeah. And just, that's why I laughed. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother layer. Yeah, it's is a whole I'm like, layer. oh, I care so much, don't I? Oh, Here I am driving oh around. God. But the reality is, if you stopped driving, like... I uh, would not survive. Oil with- companies are responsible for 75% of the CO2 emissions, like, just in terms of, like, oil refining and, like, industrial-level oil burning. So, you know, personal use is much less of a problem (sighs) than the, like, large-scale use. But that, like, doesn't help your alignment as a person when you're like, these are my values and this is what I uh, believe in and know to be true. and, And, like, how do I fit myself within the greater framework of making this a better place for all of us and a sustainable place for all of us. Yeah. Those thoughts creep in every day. Well, oh. and creep, I don't even know if that's the right word. It's like, I'm not trying to hide them from myself, yeah. but it, it isn't, it isn't. Yeah. Every, I think of it mostly when I buy gas, like when I'm filling up my tank, oh. I'm like, ah, ah, I am God. plugged into the matrix. And then there's like a slow, there's, yes. And there's like a slow zoom in on your face and it's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yes. I've come to talk with you again. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, I I do have a little. Oh, my foot fell asleep. Hold on. Oh 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 oh! Oh my Stay god! With us, How listeners, did it fall it's so... a small closet. Oh no, no my left leg oh. is falling asleep. This Hold is... up, I'm gonna adjust. Oh shit! <laughs> is that my water bottle? Intermission. How did, how did my water bottle get all the way over I there? I moved it because I was worried it was gonna fall off the thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it. Woo! Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. Here we are. God, we're so good at podcasting. We're so good. We're going to get picked up by some huge distributor any day now. Are there distributors for podcasts? I guess. I mean, how does Jonathan Van Ness and his Jonathan Van Ness empire have all this stuff? Like, because people distribute it and he does oh, things, right? Maybe no we will work with Jonathan Van Ness. Shout out, Jonathan Van Ness. We Woo! love you. We love you. We love your podcast, Getting Curious. Getting Curious. You're the best. Yes, you're the best. So the light at the end of the tunnel for me... And this is another epiphany I had today, and this is very real. Um, I thought to myself, I'm not going to get that time back, and it's not going to change in the immediate future, This, these hours I'm spending right. driving. Yes. I already know it doesn't work for me. I can't, like, I can't every day make business call- calls and cross things off the list and whatever and use mm-hmm. that productively, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And what's killing me the most with this driving time is that I have less time to create. Yes. So... I thought, how can I use this driving time to create? Mm-hmm. And I just asked myself that question. And as I was driving home today, I um, turned on some tracks that my brother made. So my brother makes music. Um, Amazing. And yes. he had some ideas that we're going to write on together. And I just turned on the track and then started like writing, essentially, and singing Beautiful. with it and put on a tape recorder at the same time. Yes. And for me, like singing and like having thoughts musically is kind of in that same plane as driving or like washing dishes where it's like, I know what I'm doing and yeah. it's like, I'm doing it, but it's like almost out of yourself yeah. and you're not focusing on it. So it's not Amazing. like just like I'm texting and driving or I'm like writing something down. It's like this other like... My eyes are on the road. I'm in the. It's a zone. It's like you're in the zone. Yeah. And so I just like put on a recorder and started like creating essentially. And my stress level went down like significantly. My drive went by faster. And I'm sure that might not happen every day. But I I just love that that happened today. And I thought like, what if I could use even one of those hours? Totally. To write music and or just anything like just hit record on my phone 
and try to write. Absolutely. And who knows what that could turn into later, because at least then I'm opening up this time for myself to say, your creation time is valuable. It doesn't have to be so formal. It doesn't have to be, I'm at home, I'm at my desk, Mm. I'm going to sit down and do this. Like, you have to take it when you can. Yeah. So I really want to invite that into my life, because I know I have these extra hours now that I'm spending driving. Like, how can I use that? Beautiful, yeah. For creation. Um and, that and it adds to your lit, your roster of things you can do in the car. You don't always have to do business stuff. You don't yes. always have to be writing music, but those are two options. You That's can be right. listening to podcasts. Like there's like different um yeah. Switch it you, up. You're making your arsenal larger. Yeah. I just can't like stomach the thought of thinking those are just hours that I drive and that they're gone. So it's yeah. good to have other ways to yeah. try to keep that either productive or creative or free like liberating in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and it also reminded me um, of something I read in this book called Big Magic. Have you heard of that book no. by Elizabeth Gilbert? No. It's great. Um, so there's this part in that book where she says you have to treat your art like an affair. And it's an interesting concept. She's saying, like, how can people have affairs when they have, like, families and high-powered jobs and they always find a way to have an affair? How is that possible? And it's like, <laughs> but that's what you need to do with your art. It's like you're sleep-deprived, you're working all day, but you find, like the 10 minutes in a fucking broom closet for like a quickie with your art. And she's like, that's what adds up. That's you don't know. so sexy. Isn't it sexy? At first I was like, what are you talking about? Affairs? Like, whatever. But it really, the, also, the metaphor really husbands, works. It's, we're just talking about it's art. Just, it's, it's just fine. art. We're not in the closet for no. any particular reason. <laughs> I was just going to say that. We're not, um, as we're in the closet right <laughs> now, doing our art. Indeed. But it's true. It's like, if you have 10 minutes here, like parked in your car outside of an appointment or something, totally. like how can you... How can I use that? Like, what thoughts are coming to my head? What am I looking at outside? What can be some kind of thought that can spur another thought? Because I also, as an actor, it's so hard and discouraging sometimes to be like, I don't know when I'll work next. And that's so Mm -hmm, up to someone else. mm -hmm, Well, mm -hmm. I don't want to live like that. I want to always have my own creations and my own projects I can work on so like there's no place where that can't happen where I can't be inspired by something or have something Beautiful, come into yeah. my mind so yeah I just want to think about my art as like this hot sexy affair that I'm always finding time wow. for in my big busy life in my big busy wow. day that's and so cool that can happen you know a little a little road art never heard little, little road art <laughs> Ooh, uh, well, this is our sexiest episode yet. It's kind of steamy, huh? Ooh. We did set the tone with that at the beginning, so this we is did. good. It's just thematic. Bow, 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 bow. That's amazing, though. I really am inspired by that. That's really cool. We'll have to check in next week and see how that's going for me because yeah. I really do. I, I do feel on fire about it because. It feels obvious, but I do feel like I unlocked something. It's like, oh, you want more time to create? Prove to yourself that that's what you want. Whoa. So do something about it when you think you it's not the right time. Yeah. You know? Damn. You're <sighs> an excellent life coach for yourself and maybe for others. I well, don't know. That's also $300 thank you. an hour. Yes. It's a steal. Add it to her list of services. <laughs> I have so many skills. No, that's great. I hope that I can take my own advice sometime because that's the hardest is to that's give yourself hardest. advice. Yeah, totally. Yes. But thank you. We can also call Karamo from Queer Eye and tell him that I can be his Ugh. apprentice. I just want to hang out with all the Queer Eye folks. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, we would have a great time. Yeah. Shout out, Queer Eye. We love you. Well, now that now that Brit's taking you up, I'm going to take you right back down. Let's get down to right the depths. Down. So, um, 
<laughs> my edge of your soul moment. <laughs> how do I how do I start this? Oh no. My edge of your soul moment happened on set this week. For those of you who don't know, I work freelance um, as a set dresser in art department on um, film production and also as a PA, and my ambition is to become a producer. So I was on set this week for a toy commercial, and toys, as we all, I believe, know, are just like little pieces of plastic painted in various ways, right? And sold for like $46. Right. So, toy, yeah, it's like mostly plastic stuff nowadays. So um, I was on set for a, a toy commercial. And commercials are notorious for you have to deal with the client. So you are you have whatever creative agency or, you know, creative team you're working with. And then that team has assembled the whole producing squad, squadron of people. And then you always have to answer to the client. So... And clients can be really great. They can be a huge pain in the ass. And this is, like, very common in um, commercial production. And this client was awesome. Super sweet. All-female team. Really chill and laid back. Awesome. Very easy to work with. Um, and so I'm sitting... So I, I'm, like, sitting at a table with a bunch of the... A bunch of product. And all of the and and when we we get the product, it's just like boxes and boxes and boxes of this product so that we can, you know, go through and make sure we're shooting the most beautiful toys and everything. And um, the client comes up and and she says, you know what? I can't help thinking sometimes when I look at this stuff and she's like looking at her own product. Right. Like she's she's on the creative team. She's making this toy. And. I was like, what What do you think about it? And she says, it's just all landfill. And I was like, ah, ah, because we all, I think, in the, especially in commercial production, like, are acutely aware of how wasteful it is because um, you use stuff for such a short amount of time and you're constantly having to deal with, like, fast turnover and stuff. But um, to hear it coming from the person, one of the people creating it, just to be like, this is all landfill. It really did something to me <laughs> emotionally, which I call the edge of your soul. Um, oh my and God. she's a super sweet woman. I'm not saying anything bad about the product or the or the person. It was just this moment where I sort of acknowledged that every single person there, although we were having a great time and doing something creative and it was really cool, Everybody there was there for one reason and one reason alone, and that reason is cold hard cash. And nobody, not a single person in the room, believed in what we were doing. Not oh even like God. you know what I mean in a in yeah. a spiritual sense, in like a sense of what are we creating and what are we selling. Um, That's also crazy that she and and the other people they're working on it like they're so in the company and the yeah in the production of this and mm-hmm. they're just like yeah I know exactly yeah ultimately what's going to happen and it's like so yeah they know more than anybody the the life cycle of that that product and we'd want to think or hope and hopefully would be right if we're at certain levels like how can I change this structurally but then it's like can anyone I mean yes obviously people <laughs> can but it's like will people change what do you that's so confusing like if yeah, you were in her a, position it's mm-hmm. like what can I do though 
Yeah. Like it seemed like she had a sobering understanding of right. this and that it wasn't like, I don't care, but it was kind of like, yeah, so. It was like even she felt powerless. Yeah. That's what I was trying to yeah, totally. articulate. Yeah. So oh. that that was. Um, and then today. I was working with glitter all day. There's a glitter right here in your eye. Yeah, and I, probably. I wanted to tell you about it, but I kind of like it. I've been just staring at it. And when you blink, it shimmers. It's, oh, it's really beautiful. It's going to be with also me romantic. Don't forever. keep it. Okay, all right. It's part of our As long as it's not podcast. in your eye. Oh, you got it, though. Oh, I did? Okay. I think so. Romance over. Dang it. But glitter is horrible for the environment. My, yeah. It's, it's uh, microplastic, and it just it gets into ecosystems and fucks stuff up and it, it fucks shit up for fish and stuff. Oh, no. So glitter is like known for being like a hor- a horrible blight on the environment. And so it was just like, fuck me, dude. In one week, it was just like, man. And what strikes me every time is that I'm just one person on one shoot in this massive city where there's hundreds and hundreds of things shooting every day. And, um, like, it's overwhelming. And I feel very driven to change it and to be a positive, um, catalyst for, um, more, uh, more mindfulness. But at the same time, it, I mean, we're very plugged into all of the other systems. (sighs) I'm sure this is something that is going to come up a lot too, because... Because waste is something that makes me, it's not, I mean, we throw around the word waste a lot, but it's like linear thinking, right? Because if you're creating a product like that, your job is to create something, to sell it, to be discarded quickly so that yeah. somebody buys. Well, yeah, because you want them to. Again. You want them right. to lose interest quickly and, and want to buy more and more and more. Yes. Um, Which just. That's create, the whole point. That's the whole point. Ugh, woof. Okay. So that's that. My light of your soul moment is so weird, Britt. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. Light at the end of the tunnel is, um, okay, I have been thinking a lot about, and I honestly, I don't know what this light at the end of the tunnel moment has to do with my edge of your soul moment, but I know that they're related and maybe somehow in this conversation, we will figure out how they're related. All right. I accept this challenge. <laughs> Um, well, let me just ask you the question that I've been asking everybody this week, which is, do you believe in reincarnation? I think I do, but I don't think I know how I believe in it because I don't know if like we're reincarnated into the same world in a linear timeline or if it's like a different existence in a different place that we're not familiar with right now or if it's the same place on a different part of the timeline Mm. and also time is linear to us, but I don't know if it is in general and what that means because if we are one just like infinitesimally small piece of energy in the whole collective energy of what exists, Mm -hmm. then how can like our existence on earth or human existence as we understand it on earth, this tiny little thing be like the only thing your energy can be Mm -hmm. repurposed for somewhere else. So I guess, yes, I don't think that our life our finite life here as we understand it is the only thing that our energy does before and after what we know but i don't know what i believe i think because i know that i can't understand it that's so cool 
That's a really great. That's a really great answer. <laughs> cool. I want to know what other people have been saying. That's cool. You're asking this question. Yeah. Other other. I've. Uh, I I got one hard no, hmm. and and not in like a negative way of like just like I no, don't. I don't but, think but so. Just, believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Just more like. Um, I think that when we die, we're dead, and that that's just it. Hmm. Um, which I don't find particularly upsetting as a concept. That's fine. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't need reincarnation to exist in order to like to feel like okay. have morals or whatever. Yeah or, yeah. or to like. Yeah. Death is fine either way. I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, like well, I, it's I gonna happen. Death so regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I do believe in reincarnation and I, I believe in it in in a similar sense of I think that there's a lot we don't understand about time and space and it's much more yes. complex than we think it is so in I think it's like kind of egocentric to think we could understand that yeah yeah it's cool to try it but, is definitely cool to try yeah um but yeah I do think that we do our energies are yeah I don't think I don't I think that perhaps life is one one thing and we are just like part of this one thing which is life so the urge to reproduce and the urge to sustain to eat food and stay alive you know the urge to simply be be and stay alive is extremely strong in all living things and that life the life force energy is one thing in some way. Hmm. And I think that it does sort of flow in these intricate ways that we don't understand. Um, and I don't know why, I don't know why this is, again, I don't know why this is related, but it's been giving me some comfort. Oh, and a friend of mine who's deeply spiritual, he's somewhat of a spiritual, um, I don't know how to say it, but he has some insight He's like on a higher plane of some sort. And he um, was saying that somebody he knew had transcendentally meditated into into whatever the not here space is. Is that what David Lynch does? <laughs> I don't know. That's where that one episode from the new Twin Peaks came from. I'm sure. Never mind. We'll weird, weird, weird joke. Weird joke. <laughs> Just continue. Continue. Um, yeah, I've never I've never seen Twin Peaks. I'll remedy uh, that at some point. Oh, you. but <laughs> what he said was that this guy reported back from, you know, the outside, the up there, the upside down. The heavy side layer. Cats <laughs> reference. So I'm just going to throw <laughs> random as references at you right now. I don't right. know why it's happening. It's popping into my head. Good. I'm into it. Um, is that there are there are souls like lining up to live on Earth. Like, don't stop having babies because like. People are like waiting to get <gasps> onto the planet. They like took their number at the DMV and they're just waiting yeah. forever to. Be- Isn't that weird? That I found that kind of unsettling, actually. Well, I don't it, know why. It because this is a thought that's been occurring to me a lot. I think it's partially because you know because of the old "Are we going to have kids?" thinking is mm-hmm. if the population of the Earth is going up like exponent, like is growing like crazy, um, and if reincarnation is a thing. Aren't we like out of souls? Aren't we like fresh out of like, <laughs> like? Oh, there's like not enough. <laughs> there's like all these new people being created. And, like, are we gonna start having like zombies? Like are zombie people being born? Like with no souls or like well, how does that work? Whoa, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what some of our political leaders are. They're just zombie people <laughs> with zombie people. They were just born souls. without a soul, fresh out of souls that day. That would make sense to me, actually. Yeah. Sorry, fresh out of souls today. Come yeah. back later. So I don't know what all of this necessarily has to do with um 
waste. Maybe it's just the idea of thinking circularly versus thinking like everything is disposable. I think that you just hit the nail on the head right there. No, really, thinking circ and not yeah. like the connotation that usually has of like thinking circularly, like not finding an answer, but like thinking like it's all related and it all circles back on itself because yeah. it is infinite. Yeah. But I think also like the strain you feel at like how do you exist? And same with me of like I couldn't even let myself speak about how bad I feel with how much waste just in driving. Yeah, like yeah. it's hard to even yeah. it's hard yeah. to really think about that for too long. It's hard to look at because it, 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 in some ways it feels like a gift that's being handed to you by someone else because you didn't choose this system. Yeah, and like at the same time, that feels like a cop out. But oh my god, where was I going with this? Um, oh, what I felt and like that—that that strain, that same feeling you're feeling—the strain of like I don't agree with this. Yeah, I don't know how to not do this. Yeah, and this feels not fair exactly. because I know I can't change this on my own. And if I really wanted to, I could change my life, but it would severely hurt me and the people I love. Trying yeah. to give myself like a the life that. Yeah. I deserve. And every time I think of running away from society, too, I'm just like, well, then I'm just really giving up. And it, yeah. it doesn't feel like that's part of the solution. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's that like feeling of strain. You're looking for answers outside of immediate cause and effect. It's like, yeah, if I think of this like an infinite circle, for lack of a better Right thing. It's like mm -hmm. if this is if this is all related, like how can I just infuse as much good into this exactly. and hope that it will exactly that will come back in the yeah. greater, and that hopefully everyone will do that and we totally. can think of a solution together. And and because we are all trying to to learn and and learn something together and solve the same problems together, and that that's what I guess was so evident to me this week was that even the person that I I view as like you know creating the thing is you know is like oh yeah <laughs> it, everybody's looking around and going god there's so much waste in this industry how do we fix it literally everybody i mean i had that conversation three times this week so oh, man yeah there's yeah so in um line with my uh light at the end of the tunnel uh i'm gonna read this excerpt from active hope by joanna macy and chris johnstone um it is about dealing with the grief of climate change. It's a really good book. It's a really good book. It's actually very uplifting. It is. It's like probably the most uplifting thing you can read about. If and you want to be real about yes. what's happening. Yeah. And this is the most uplifting passage to me. And I've been dying to read it. And I think it's perfect for, for this because it is from the Buddhist tradition, um, which obviously very reincarnation heavy. And um, ugh, it's about a prophecy an ancient Buddhist prophecy. So it's kind of long. Are we prepared? Yeah. I, I know what this is and I love it. Okay. Continue. Awesome. This is a version of the prophecy given to Joanna Macy by Dugu Chogyal Rinpoche in the community of Tajijong in northwest India. <clears throat> there comes a time when all life on earth is in danger. At that time, great powers have risen. Barbarian powers. And although they waste their wealth in preparations to annihilate one another, they have much in common. Among the things they have in common are weapons of unfathomable destructive power and technologies that lay waste to the world. It is just at this point in our history, when the future of all beings seems to hang by the frailest of threads, that the kingdom of Shambhala emerges. You can't go there because it is not a place. 
It exists in the hearts and minds of the Shambhala warriors. You can't tell whether someone is a Shambhala warrior just by looking at her or him because these warriors wear no uniforms or insignia. They have no banners to identify whose side they're on, no barricades on which to climb, to threaten the enemy, or behind which to rest and regroup. Now the time is coming when great courage is required of the Shambhala warriors, moral and physical courage. That is because they are going right into the heart of the barbarian powers to dismantle their weapons. Uh, they are going into the pits and citadels where the weapons are made and deployed. They are going into the corridors of power where the decisions are made. In this way, they work to dismantle the weapons in every sense of the word. The Shambhala warriors know these weapons can be dismantled because they are manomaya, which means mind-made. They are made by the human mind and thus can be unmade by the human mind. The dangers facing us are not brought on us by some satanic deity or some evil extraterrestrial force or by some unchangeable preordained fate. Rather, these dangers arise out of our relationships and habits, out of our priorities. So then he goes on to explain that the tools used by the Shambhala warriors are compassion and insight into the radical interdependence of all phenomena. So... Mm interdependence right it's that's like it. the connectedness that's the, the circular nature of thing it's that we're all dependent on each other hmm. and so I'll, I'll keep reading you need both you need compassion because it provides the fuel to move you out to where you need to be and to do what you need to do but by itself that implement is very hot it can burn you out so you need the other tool the insight into the radical interconnectivity of all that is when you have that, then you know that it is not a battle between the good guys and the bad guys. You know that the line between good and evil runs through the landscape of every human heart. And you know that we are so interwoven in the web of life that even our smallest acts have repercussions that ripple through the whole web beyond our capacity to see. But that is kind of cool, even a little abstract, so you also need the heat of the compassion. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for reading that. That interconnectedness, yeah. that's exactly what you were saying before. Cool. Like that, I think I was searching for a word like that of what I was understanding you to yeah. be describing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for um, affirming that those are related because I, you know. And to bring it full circle with everything, I think that creation and all forms of art are proof of the interconnectedness of all beings. Yeah, wow. Just because that's what I was saying I wanted and trying no, to fill the mundane. True. Like, I think, like, just that's allowing room for magic in the mundane. Like, yeah. making yourself open for inspiration and creation and just interconnectedness yeah. to all energy. And art, I mean, that's why we do it, right? Is because we're trying to relate to each other and explain things to each other that mm -hmm. language alone can't do. Mm-hmm. It transcends just a normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm not leaving L.A. anytime soon. We're going to change it from the inside out. <laughs> yes, I, we're going to try. We're going to try. Go down track. trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. Onward. And this, this is, is not, not a podcast, podcast about, about climate change. change. Cut print. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed your time with us at The Edge. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you most enjoy listening. 
Your feedback will help our little project reach more ears. The theme music used in this episode was created by Fuck Yeah, Sean Wing, and Two Evil Actors. See you next week! week.